This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 831 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you, one day at a time. Greetings, horse people. Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today's tip is an excerpt from the Horse.com's weekly horse health report on the Horses in the Morning show. The Hit'em crew is joined by the Horse.com news editor Erica Larson and Dr. Jones from Florida Equine Veterinary Services with some good advice on keeping your mini healthy. And we'll get right to our tip after this important message from StatelineTac.com. Equestrians love summer. We relish the frenetic pace of horse show season, getting kids ready for pony camp, and even the mad dash to get into clinics with our favorite Olympians. The blood-sucking insects, however, not so much. That's where StatelineTac.com comes in. StatelineTac knows how important summer is to all horse lovers, whether they chase foxes, blue ribbons, or gold medals. StatelineTac is your one-stop website for all manner of summer survival products for you and your horse. Fly sheets and fly masks, fly sprays and spot-on treatments, even feed-through fly control and barn misting systems. You can find it all at competitive prices at StatelineTac.com. Yes, it is that time again. This is our segment, the Weekly Horse Health Report from TheHorse.com. This week we have with us Erica Larson. She is the news editor of TheHorse.com, and we're going to talk about mini, miniature horses today. Welcome, Erica. Hello. How are you doing? We're great. How are you today? Are you staying cool, or is it hot where you are? It's pretty toasty outside, but I'm I'm staying cool in the office. <laughs> <laughs> These are the days where it's nice that you have an office job. It is, it is. What do we have on tap for today? We have Dr. Jones with us again, don't we? I believe so. Dr. Jones will be with us, and we will be talking about caring for miniature horses and miniature horse health problems. Dr. Jones, are you there? keeping them out of trouble in the green bin? <laughs> <laughs> it can. <laughs> not, that they're, not that I'm stereotyping or anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's pretty accurate, I think. <laughs> Dr. Jones, well, are you Dr. with us? Dr. Jones here. Yes, I'm on, okay. and good morning to everybody. And I just got a quick question. Erica, is it you that has purchased a, an, an own a miniature, or is it Stephanie? Yes. Well, Stephanie's family has some minis as well, but I do have a miniature horse. Oh. I, I actually used to live next to a miniature horse breeding farm, so uh, I'm, I'm well-versed in these little critters. <laughs> good, good. Well, maybe you could do the program, and I can go back to work, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're the expert, I think, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just a little concerned about some of the conversation we're going to have today that you might go screaming for the hills and wonder why you purchased that little mini. So, um, <laughs> Well, they're very cute, you know. <laughs> yeah, they're adorable, yes. Now, Dr. Well, Jones, mini- before uh, let me ask you a question before you get started. Have you ever owned a mini? Uh, yes, I have, but it was a miniature donkey. Oh, yes, cool. I have had a mini. Cool. Yes, I, I'm very much in love with miniature donkeys. Uh, they're one of my favorite little tykes to have because they, they're just so easy to keep and um, have, I hate to say it, fewer problems than a miniature horse um, because of they've been less bred as, and popular. And so sometimes that keeps um, some of the influence from us humans at bay because we tend to overbreed. 
certain aspects. So no. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting though that you say that um, that it's possible to overbreed um, bad traits, both you know physical and behavioral, into horses. You know, I always hear about uh, dog breeds who are overbred, and then you tend to get problems with that. I never actually thought about um, breeding or reproducing problems within a breed of equine. So this is kind of interesting. I guess many got popular because they're easy to keep, or <laughs> people think they're easy to keep. Um, I would have to say they are probably easy to keep, and Erica could give us firsthand experience about her feelings on that, um, if she thinks they are or not. I, I think they they can be very easy to keep, but like you said, they've they've got some health problems um, from time to time that can make it challenging. But overall, yes, they are they are a ton of fun to keep. I I really enjoy my mini. Yeah, but it doesn't okay. matter because the vet calls are half the price. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, I have to say the vaccines are still the same amount. We still give them the same one cc dose as you do with the horses. You don't cut back on that because you're prompting the immune response, not the size of the animal. So even on the draft horse shires, Clydesdales, they still get one cc just like the minis do. Um, and there's a few other things that are similar in dosing. Uh, but there is still a lot that you can save on on other medications. Yes. Okay, I was kidding. I was just. I know, I know, <laughs> but I did want to point out, just in case anybody was doing it at home, that you wouldn't have your vaccine. Please don't do that. Um, make sure you give them the full dose to make sure you get proper immune response for protection. All right, Erica, we didn't mean to hijack your segment. Go ahead. <laughs> no worries. Well, talking about saving, saving some money, saving some space. Minis typically require less space to live than a full size horse. Um, so how much room um, in a barn and in a pasture can a mini live on comfortably? Oh, I've had, there's no exact that's stated out there. You know, the horse has some suggestions, which is great. But I have had them in stalls that, that are 10 by 10 because people usually utilize an old horse stall. They don't make the stalls for minis. And I did have a miniature farm that was breeding, and they had them in basically a 6 by 6 and it worked out. And eight by eight, it worked out beautifully for them. And um, but most of the time, they don't have them up in the stalls except for when they're pulling them out. And uh, the other times, they're usually out in the pasture. And your horse per pasture depends on in, where in the country you live. Here in Florida, they recommend two to three acres because the sand doesn't hold the grass very well. And it's not the fact that horses are eating the grass; the fact they're walking on the grass, they tear the grass up as they walk. So two to three acres per horse is recommended, but doesn't necessarily mean you're going to save your grass. And so you can go with a lot less than that with a mini and go to maybe a maximum of a half to one acre for a mini and still get by with saving some of your grass. Sure. And can minis go out with full-sized horses? A lot of them do. I think they're great buddies for the full-sized horses. So if you have that client or you yourself own that horse that you barely have enough time to ride yourself, you're either showing your trail riding on the weekends, your um, weekend warrior eventing or weekend warrior doing uh, rodeo events, but you feel that that horse needs a little company, a miniature is a really nice plus because you're going to cut back on feed, you know, your space again like we talked about, uh, but still treat them the same way as your horse as in vaccine protocols will be the same, deworming will be the same, or fecal checks will be the same, cleaning up after them will be the same, but they're uh, a little less 
um, management husbandry than another full-size horse, and then you don't feel obligated that you have to ride them because you can't. Sure. And you mentioned um, the feeding. How much does a mini eat on a daily basis? Now, that's a tricky question. <laughs> okay, because as any answer for nutrition-based for um, horse, mini, donkey, whatever mule it is, first it relies on what roughage do you have because the horse's digestive or the equine's digestive tract is made up to take care of roughage better than it is grain. So you need to check out what your pasture is available, what pasture you have available for your mini, and then if you don't have much for pasture or if it's wintertime and it's frost on the ground or snow on the ground, you have to supply the hay for them. From there, you add your grain in. And here's where we kind of go down that slippery slope of problems with minis. So we're going to roll right into it, Erica, and talk about our Cushing's, talk about our insulin resistance, talk about our hyperlipidemia and obesity problems in these little guys. And those tend to be a little bit overloved and overfed. Sure. Um, they also will have problems with lactation if you have a breeding program or you just have a cute little mare and you really want to breed her and get another little cute baby out of it. You can have problems with birthing and with lactation, and that would all come from obesity or the grain you're feeding. There is uh, many grains that are made by these uh, large companies, and it's grains made for minis. There's supposed to be less fat in them because the fat seems to be what's driving the hyperlipidemia and the obesity problems that you see in ponies as well. And uh, um, this, this grain's formulated for them, or you can go with the adult's horses or the big horse grains that are just supplements to a good pasture, um, such as, you know, like a balancer of electrolytes and vitamins. And that way you feel like you're still giving your animal feed, especially when you're feeding your adult or your uh, large horse because you're utilizing that horse a lot and it needs to have the grain for energy, for showing or rodeo or trail riding, and you don't want to leave the mini out, you can give them just something that balances their minerals and, and vitamins and electrolytes at night and in the morning and not have to add all that extra energy, carbohydrates and fats that can cause all these other problems, these uh, uh, internal medicine headaches that these minis tend to have. Okay, and and speaking of eating, um, do minis need the same kind of dental care as full-size horses? If not more, yes. Uh, The problem with minis, um, and I have to differentiate here, more so miniature horses than miniature donkeys, is that they have many teeth problems, dental problems. They've been bred for show because people do show these minis in cart or in hand, and they have been bred to have that really tiny body style and really tiny head. Now, granted, they still want to get the maximum amount of teeth in the in the head that they're supposed to have, um, and they tend to get a little crowded in the mouth is my best way of putting it. So some of the teeth come in sideways. Some of them don't erupt well because the baby caps don't come off very easily. You're getting um, tooth root abscesses, and so you'll get sinus problems, um, things like that. So they would probably need a little bit more due uh, diligence on uh, dental checks. They also are more prone to have what we call sow mouth or monkey mouth, um, which is an underbite than horses do. More horses will have a parrot mouth or an overbite. These minis will tend to have a sow mouth or an underbite. If you have any of these problems that I just described, you're going to want to have your veterinarian out doing the teeth a bit more often just to keep them in line as best as you can. And if you don't, count yourself as one of the lucky few and you can just maintain them the same 
uh, rotation as you do your larger horse. Well, that's great to know. So moving from the mouth to conformation, um, are minis prone to developing any conformational deficits that we should be concerned about? Yes, because humans are involved. <laughs> Again, <laughs> we've tried to create that mini mini, that lovely, tiny, beautiful mini for the show ring that they absolutely love. And it's always about, you know, what we're trying to win money on or show. And same with any other breeds that we've kind of, I hate to say, ruined a little bit because we've overbred them to get certain aspects. Again, the head is the primary thing. They've just got the most beautiful, typey, small mini heads. So you get these dental problems, but um, you can also get some sort of um, malformation of the front limbs uh, because of the shortness of the bone growth. Um, You can get uh, the dwarfism, which is your extreme of your conformational defect. And um, I have had some dwarfs actually live for quite some time, but not without a lot of veterinary um, care and... um, uh, due diligence by their farrier to try to keep them up on their hooves rather than knuckling over onto their fetlocks and bowing out their legs and, and keeping their hoofs worn appropriately and things like that. So um, the conformational defects could be as just minimal as a sow mouth in the mouth or crooked teeth and could be as drastic as a horse walking on its two front fetlocks and the front part of the fetlocks with sow mouth and missing teeth or uh, teeth that have been um, unerupted because they've been capped in by the baby teeth and that, you know, then you go into abscess problems. Poor little kids. Now something that my mini, um, my mini is extremely hairy and I've noticed a trend. Um, most minis are extremely hairy. Um, are there any health issues or concerns that you might have about this, these very hairy little creatures? <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of them are bred. I mean, they're bred to have the long hair. So it's certain breeds are going to be longer haired than others. Sure. Uh, minis. Um, but you do have your heat problems because they're having that horrible heat wave up in the northwest right now, uh, or northeast right now, and, and probably you included in Kentucky, mm-hmm. where these um, cooler climates, even in the summertime, can't handle it. So those will need to be clipped and almost treated like an anhydrotic horse that we see here in Florida where they may not sweat enough to cool themselves off because they're not able to wick away the the, um, the uh, sweat and, and uh, the capillaries can't get cool. The other thing, too, is as they age, one of our signs for Cushing's, and you'll see Cushing's a lot in miniatures, one of the signs we see for Cushing's is long hair. So these, these miniatures that already have long hair growth are going to hide one of our first clinical signs we see for that. So, you know, it, it probably would be nice just to start testing your ACTH levels on these minis at, you know, maybe 15 years of age uh, or older, 18 years of age or older. They always say an old horse is considered 20 and over, but these minis tend to get them a little bit earlier, and you might want to start a little earlier in testing them for the um, Cushing's problem, and it can be hidden again because they already have the long hair. So those are two right off the bat um, problems that you will hide per se, without even knowing it. Well, that's some great insight. Now, my mini is very spunky, and um, she likes to boss our big horses around. Yeah, um, they do. Can. Great. Yeah. Um, well, can can a badly behaved mini cause problems, and, you know, how important are good manners? Even though they're very cute, you know, should they be well behaved? 
<laughs> Absolutely. I mean, for the farrier, for one, because you got to think about it, there is no miniature farriers out there, or as we call them, what, vertically challenged is the proper word anymore. <laughs> um, so if you've got a, uh, right off the bat, I'm just thinking about the farriers, because they're going to see the minis more than, than us veterinarians do. Um, you got a bad-behaved one. They can't sit still long enough for them to get the feet trimming done appropriately on them. And uh, <clears throat> the other thing is, is just having people over are going to think naturally that these are oversized dogs, and they're going to gravitate to them. So if you have some bad-behaved ones, they can hurt you just as bad as a full-sized horse can get hurt. The other thing goes back to one of your very first questions, which is a reason why a lot of people get the minis who have large horses, is that they can go out and try to boss around the other horses. And when they try to boss around these other horses, can get hurt very seriously uh, when a horse has finally had enough of it. And they turn around and they, they pop them with a nice kick and you've got a fracture. Yes. All right. And what, if you had to pick one tip or recommendation for caring for a mini horse or mini horse health, what what would your tip be? Sounds like it's Dental. going to be don't get one. <laughs> 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 Sounds like. <laughs> I would not say I'm anti-mini, and again, um, I had a miniature donkey, so my love is with the miniature donkeys. I am just a huge fan of them. They provide so much entertainment as well as they try to boss the horses, but they don't seem to get right up in their face like some of the miniatures do, um, miniature horses do. But the dental seems to be uh, the one thing I run into the most is my number one thing you want to stay on top of is make sure their teeth are appropriately taken care of. And that starts at a young age because, again, like I said, sometimes they don't drop their caps, their baby teeth, like big horses do. And this cap can stay on the adult tooth and put pressure on it to cause a basically tooth root abscess early in life. And that becomes an absolute nightmare with these poor um, miniatures. And... So I would say staying on top of your dental care is number one priority. And then after that would be your nutrition. So talk to your veterinarian about how your grass looks, your extension agent. You can get them tested, get your soil tested, and make sure you got everything you need for that grass. And make sure your carbohydrate load is not too high. And then decide if you really need to add the green or not. Excellent. Now, uh, so follow-up question: The mini donkeys. Just out of curiosity, are they are they as protective of the field and the other horses as regular donkeys? Which a lot of people use, you know, donkeys as protection animals to keep the coyotes away and stuff. Yes, they are, and I have the I had the unfortunate um, news of losing mine, who was out through the night trying to protect the pasture from the, oh. for the thoroughbred mare, and uh, it was attacked by uh, a pack of dogs, is what we're assuming, or oh, coyotes. Wow. I'm sorry yeah. to hear that. I didn't uh, know that or I wouldn't ask the question. <laughs> no, that's all right. So even the minis will do it, but, of course, they're not going to be as good by themselves, one by themselves, a good fit to protect as the standard size or the one between standard and mini um, to protect. Yeah, so, because the mini uh, donkeys are just so tiny. I mean, they're just little tiny. Yes. Yeah. Yes, they are. <clears throat> but they have the same attitude as the larger size ones. So... They will try to take that on, and there is a chance that you can, you know, lose them. Huh. Wow. What if, if, if miniature horses weren't so interfered with by human breeding, I don't even know if we've bred them so much that we don't know the answer to this. If they were sort of left to their own devices, what, what would you say are really the greatest benefits of the miniature horse? Like, for example, ponies are hardy, you know, so 
they're they're great. They can just keep going and going, and they can live in a variety of environments. What would you say would be the benefit of miniature horses? Uh, the, I would say the husbandry, the thing we talked about at the, at the beginning. They're so much easier to care for in that respect. And just like you said, the, the ponies are hardy, so are the minis. If you had everything going the right way and they weren't genetically predisposed to insulin um, resistance and they had a good set of teeth, their their foot, hoof care is better, you know, easier to do. They're not required as often as a, a horse, a full-size horse. Um, they are a lot hardier. They breathe air to um, basically stay fat. <laughs> um, they don't need a whole lot of fat supplementation to them. So they, there is a couple wild pony and wild miniature breeds that people, not wild as in they're out in the West, but that they allow them to reproduce on their own and they watch their progress. So, yes, it is possible to have really good minis that have less interference with our genetic uh, variations, and um, they live very hardy, long lives. So there is some natural variation within the, yeah. the breed. Yes, 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 there is. Okay. It's just that you never know when the genetic dwarfism is going to show up, and you never know when you're going to have some sort of sow mouth or some problem with the uh, face show up. You could go to somebody who's not a full-time breeder. They've just got a few pets, and it might show up with one of their offspring just as much as it would person. So there's nothing against those that show saying that they're all the cause of it. It's not that. It's just somewhere along the line we have um, messed with the breed a little too much, and they have come up with a lot of problems or issues. And I'm not saying that they're the only breed. We've done this with a lot of other breeds, you know, all the way up to thoroughbreds. And, uh, you know, everybody knows thoroughbreds. They say always have the, the worst set of feet um, or the worst set of teeth or whatever. And um, it's just us involving our expertise and thinking that this is the best thing in that animal because that's what we're showing for. That's what we're racing for. That's what we want. Hmm. Well, Erica, thank you very much for bringing this to the table today, and thank you again, Dr. Jones. Dr. Jones, where can people find you? We're at FloridaEquine.com or on our Facebook, which is Florida Equine Veterinary Service. And again, I'm going to talk about the UP Channel's uh, reality show premiering tonight at 10 o'clock Eastern. Yeah, we're hoping to get them on. We're hoping to get them on. When does it start again? Tonight, uh, they were on uh, Fox and Friends this morning um, doing a live interview, and they were on the Today Show yesterday uh, doing a live interview. So they're up in New York right now. Big time. Um, Yeah, and then there's an encore of their premiere is on Friday. Um, this week, and there's a big premiere party in Lakeland that uh, I'll be going to with them and a bunch of other public people will probably go because it's a very open public uh, venue. And uh, so you'll still probably get a chance to talk to them about their uh, experience with everything. And, and what's the name of the show again? Give it another plug. The Bullock Family Ranch, and it's B-U-L-L-O-C-H, not C-K like Sandra Bullock. It's B-U-L-L-O-C-H, and it's just basically about having a ranch that they've taken kids from the city in to get them to turn their life around a bit. Great. Well, I'll have to t- have to DVR it. Going to have to DVR it if I can, because I can't find that channel. So we're just going to have to DVR it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'll be on after the program called Heartland, which is a ranching um, uh, series. Okay. So it pretty much fits well with that. If you can find Heartland on your uh, programming, you'll find the Bullock Family Ranch right after them. Very good. And Erica, uh, what uh, I am sure that you guys have stuff on minis over at thehorse.com. 
We absolutely do. We actually have a great feature on maximizing your mini's health in the July issue of our magazine. And we also have a miniature horse health special report online, which you can find um, by going to thehorse.com slash mini health. Very good. Thank you, Erica, for filling in again this week. And Dr. Jones, I sent you a private message on Facebook. Take a look at that when you get a chance. We'll see you. uh, (laughs) We'll see you both next week. (laughs) <laughs> All right. All right take, take care. care. Have a good Thank one. you. <laughs> Mini donkeys are so cute. They really, really They're are. They're awesome. Cute. I know. <laughs> we used so to have cute. neighbors that had a pair of them, and they were called You and Me. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that cute, You and Me? <laughs> That's funny. I like that. There you go. To listen to more of the horse.com's tips, just go to horsetipdaily.com and look for the experts drop down menu on the left. If you love listening to the Horses in the Morning gang putting in their two cents on all things horse, you can tune in every weekday at horsesinthemorning.com for fascinating interviews, news stories from around the world, clever contests, and general horsey hijinks. Don't forget to support our sponsors here on Horse Tip Daily because they make these podcasts possible. Today's podcast has been brought to you through the generous support of StatelineTAC.com. The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily.